and welcome, Patreon subscribers, to Uncle Monster at the Movies, Lethethrincon 2. <laughs> Did that you was, say that was rough. Yeah, Lethethrincon. That's where I was going. Lethethrincon 2. Right. <laughs> My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sareski. And sometimes when I'm alone with my dog, he gets really comfortable and he has he has gas and I pet mm-hmm. him, I pet him for it and I think he does it more because I reinforce it. Well, I mean it's good that it's better out than holding it in. You don't want him to have gas. No, I don't. I don't want to. That's why, exactly why I started doing it. I don't want him to have stomach problems. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about Leprechaun Two. Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, well, spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Leprechaun, the franchise, has still not gotten good. Uh, Wait, so you're also so, saying the first one wasn't good? No, the first one I was not overwhelmed by. I found it to be, at best, fair to middling. And Leprechaun 2, I feel like I liked it better, but it was still not what I would go as far as to call good. I, I don't know if I liked it better. <laughs> I'll admit, I did fall asleep towards the end, but that's not entirely Leprechaun 2's fault. I was, uh, I'm on muscle relaxants to deal with tension headaches. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and they still haven't cleared up. It's been, so I've been a little bit out of it. That's wicked. But, I get I get migraines, so I know where you're coming from. So, out of five stars, what are you giving Leprechaun 2? What did I give Leprechaun 1? Two? One for being Pro- a horror movie and one for being a classic? Yeah, probably something like that. Okay, this gets one. Uh, one and a half. All right, I'm going to give this two. We're in the same ballpark. Yeah. Uh, just, uh... You know that- what? 1.75 because it gets .25 for Warwick Davis. Yeah, Warwick Davis, I feel like, uh, continues to do his best with these nothing scripts that they're giving him. Uh, I feel like... Visually, uh, just in terms of effects and uh, kill sequences, I liked it better than Leprechaun 1. Well, it was uh, a lot more violent. Yeah, so it at least had that going for it. And uh, I liked the character of uh, Morty. I thought he was good. Everything wait, else... Wait, there were two good characters in this movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I will tell you right now. Hold on, let me pull you back up. I was pulling up the cast... Um, because I pulled up the cast for the movie, and it's the cast from Leprechaun 1. That's how much attention I was paying. Um, Oh, well, yeah, that's fair. There were two good characters in this movie. One is the African-American gentleman uh, who is in Bad Santa, the little person. Yes, the one that gave your uh, Leprechaun fake-out scare in the bathroom. Uh, He's very funny. What's his name? Did you bring up the cast? uh, No, I I didn't, because I... Here. All right, keep talking. I'll track it down. Okay. And the other, I'll do it at the same time. Want to see me talk and look it up at the same time? Now I'm filibustering. The other character that I See, that's why I wanted you to focus on talking. You're right. The other character I loved was Michael McDonald playing Barista. Oh, yeah, he was great. Uh, I thought he was the best in the entire movie, Um, hands down. I thought that was the best performance in the movie. And I I dare you to disagree. I mean, other than Warwick Uh, That was... Tony Cox as your little person. Michael McDonald as the waiter at the espresso shop. But I liked Sandy Barron as Morty. I thought he was great. Oh, he was, he was, he was in, good. He brought. He was. He was definitely better than 
90% of your heroes in this... Or 90% of the human cast in this film, I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll take Warwick. And definitely the own. best of your main three protagonists. Okay, here, let's play a game. Don't look at the cast. Okay. What were the heroes' names? Oh, okay, no, I remember. I wrote them down. You got Cody. And you got Bridget. The actors, I can't tell you. No, you Cody don't need the actors. Cody, Cody Bridget, and, and who else? And uh, Mortimer. Right, okay. All right. A.K.A. Morty. You know any uh, other... La- How about Cody and Mortimer's last names? No. Ingalls. Ingalls, okay. They gave that sure. a few times. You could have gotten that. I could have gotten it, but I definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't have never. I would have never gotten that. Um... The rest of your cast is, uh, did we say who Cody, Cody Ingalls is Charlie Heath. Yeah. Uh, boy, he tries, but he just doesn't have the chops to elevate this material. He looks like the kid from inner space. Yeah. He's just got, you know, that sort of blonde butt cut that you'd have in the early (laughs) nineties. And you know, the kind of guy that wears like a button up shirt over a t-shirt, that kind of look. He's got the look of charisma without the charisma. Yeah, yeah. He looks like the guy that's the handsomest guy in your drama club in high school. <laughs> yeah, but, but also acts like but a he's dude n- in the drama club. Yeah, yeah. He The guy could stand to get a couple more classes. He needs to put a little more work in. And also, once again, uh, this script was not good. No, this script was awful. There were several... We'll get to them. Siobhan Durkin as Bridget Callum. She was pretty. That's and the best that's, I can say for her. Yeah, and her performance was very bad. <laughs> she was trying, I it, the, I think the most generous reading I could give her performance was that she was trying to undersell it, but with this material, that doesn't work, because you're both then not selling what you have, and there's nothing to sell. She was under, Do you know what I are mean? Are you telling me she was underselling cartoonish material? It wasn't even cartoonish. If it was cartoonish, you could, you know, do something with it. But I just remember her saying, like, uh, somebody walking into a room and her just being like, you can't be serious. (laughs) And, like, that was her in total inflection for, like, the entire film. It was just very flat. Until the very end when she uh, uh, did an evil laugh. Mm. That was my favorite performance by her when she did her evil laugh. That was great. That might have been when I was asleep. Oh, you! It, it would have woken you up. You, you must, I don't know. You must have left the room. Uh, we have a, a James Lancaster as William O'Day. Do you know who that is? Uh, that is William O'Day. Must be an Irishman. Oh, that was the uh, dude at the beginning that was the leprechaun's slave. That's right. The leprechaun had a human slave, uh, William O'Day. And, and he had the worst fake beard I had ever seen in any film. It was, like, gross to look you at. You know what it looked like? A merkin. It looked like someone had just glued a bunch of long hair to his face. <laughs> it was just really gross. And um, he w- he wore a slave collar. And his, his uh, the whole, oh, well, we're not going to get into the plot. Adam Beast no, as Ian Joyce. Um uh, None of this is worth it. Let's get to them. Oh, Tony Cox as uh, this is his actual billing as Black Leprechaun. Fair enough. That if I had, I mean, that wouldn't have been what I would go with. But when you say Black Leprechaun, I know who they're talking about at least. I but if they, I mean, if they that been implies like, that there was like another e- villain in the movie. 
It's true. They should have had an actual black leprechaun. How about bar patron? How about funny bar patron? Or uh, leprechaun lookalike. Yeah, or... yeah, bathroom scare guy. But I'll, be, I'll admit it's better than if they had been like, uh, you know, Alan. I'd be like, who the fuck was Alan? I feel like that could be <laughs> another sequel, Black Leprechaun. Yeah, they should bring it back. Oh, Black Leprechaun. Yeah, Leprechaun Starring hands off his Ken, powers. Ken Sagos. Ken Sagos. At, well, he's not sure enough to play the le- Black Leprechaun. I don't think. Oh, we can. They have camera angles. And, it's true. It's true. We could give him the Hobbit treatment. Yeah. And by the way, did you know the Leprechaun has a name in the credits? Uh, it, let me let me guess. Is it is it uh, Wingle Shinks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it is. Okay, Wingle Shinks it is. It's uh, Lub- Lubdon. Lubdon? Why would you add that? And by the way, the rules change in this movie. The Every rule changes, Shibble. And also, I'm not even 100% convinced that it was even the same Leprechaun. Because there's no way, like, there's no, like, oh, remember when he fell down the well and now he's back? Oh, you yeah, know? why is he no, alive? And why, instead, he's been hiding in a tree on Houdini's property. There's a lot like, of Houdini references, and none of them hit home for me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this is just a com- completely different leprechaun. And they all just look alike? I mean, I would never say that, because that, you know, all them damn leprechauns look alike to me. No, but I can't is that what they're apart. implying? That they all look exactly like they're all dupe- like clones? Uh... I don't know what they're... I think they didn't put that much thought into it. I think they're like, let's just make another movie about a leprechaun. Do all black leprechauns look alike? uh, I mean, they all look exactly like Tony Cox. (laughs) That would be so much... He's so much less scary than... He's like, he's so charming. It's true. He also doesn't have, you know, two inches of makeup on his face like Warwick Davis does. Oh, that's true. Warwick Davis is, um, is a charming guy in real life. It's true. Little Brit. All right, so... You want to dig into the plot? Oh, I do. Let's start digging, Chip. We'll yeah. get that shovel out. All right. So we start off opening a big Chiron on the screen. And at least this time, they're using optical Chirons instead of video ones. So it makes it look less cheap. I believe the budget on Leprechaun 2 is much higher than the budget on Leprechaun 1. And you can see it right away. Uh, but it opens up with a big title that says, Ireland. Like, I'm some kind of fucking idiot, and I can't figure out that we're going to start off in Ireland. If you didn't just show me a leprechaun and a bunch of Irish dudes, I wouldn't have been able to piece that together. It's also pretty nonspecific. Yeah. And it also just says, once upon a time. And they also reference Killarney, or, you know, so why not there? Yeah. They could have said, outside Killarney. But no. Ireland. (laughs) Uh, we see a guy running away. We get our opening credits. I found out that the director is someone named Rodman Flender. That is, I, I made a note of that in my head, I, a mental note. Rodman Flender. So, that that can't be somebody's no. real name. No, it's an Alan Smithy. Uh, so, uh, Leprechaun is chasing down a runaway slave. <laughs> Which is obviously a great way to start a film. <laughs> Did I get you? Yep, you got me, and I was in the middle of a sip. I didn't yeah, realize that that was actually the way the movie started, is if you were like, if you were pitching this to a studio, be like, how's the movie start? You'd be like, well, Mr. Spielberg, the leprechaun, the evil leprechaun, is three feet tall, but he's chasing down a runaway slave. <laughs> 
Yeah. Don't worry, it's not, he's not part of uh, uh, Bloody Mary's reverse underground railroad. He's just uh, trying to capture his own personal slave. Yeah, he wants him back so he can make him do slavery. Yeah, and it, it turns out today is the leprechaun's birthday, and his birthday is St. Patrick's Day. I'm a thousand uh, years old. He's a thousand years old, but what's funny is I looked up when St. Patrick was supposed to have lived, and that would have been at about... 700 years ago? About 400 AD, I think, if I remember right. Like, somewhere in the somewhere in the middle of the first millennium. So, that means he was born on St. Patrick's Day before St. Patrick. So, it really ought to be Leprechaun's Day. Oh, that's uh, a good point. So, but today is not just his birthday, it's his 1,000th birthday. Ooh, a big one. And so he was also born before Christ. Uh, and today is the day that he can claim his bride. He can only claim his bride on his 1,000th or 2,000th birthday. How come he never references Jesus or other people he's met along the way? Well, you know, he spent most of his time in Ireland. He probably never met Jesus. He might have met St. Patrick. Uh, but he tells, uh, he tells uh, his slave... That uh, he's going to claim his bride, and the way that he can do that is if she sneezes three times and no one says "God bless you," he's going to be. That means they're married now. I have a question: If they had paid Judas in twenty-one pieces of gold, would he have met Jesus? Yeah, instead he went for the silver. So, so that's probably no... why the leprechaun didn't track him down. That would have been a much better Bible story. Yeah, and then the leprechaun shows. <laughs> Hello, up. Pontius Pilate. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you how to find the king of kings. <laughs> but you'll have to pay me price. <laughs> I I am no king. I have no kingdom, but far from here. Sorry, that was from Jesus Christ Superstar. No problem. So, the lep reveals to the slave, and he tells his slave, you help me marry this chick that I want to marry, I'll set you free. Uh, and the slave's like, okay, deal. I don't give a shit. But that makes no uh, sense, because why didn't he just say, hey... Help me marry this chick I want to marry because you're my slave. Well, you know, I think he wanted to, like, tease him a little bit. Because you know that the leprechauns are noted to be tricksters. Because it turns out that the lady that the leprechaun wants to marry is his slave's daughter. Uh, so the slave says, God bless you, before her third sneeze. As the leprechaun uses magic powers to whisk pollen in her face. Uh... <laughs> So the leprechaun kills him and says, well, you've ruined my chance for tonight, but I will marry your fairest descendant at my next 1,000th year birthday. He also refers to himself as the genius of Killarney, which is a really funny thing to also think that the leprechaun is a genius. That's his, Wu, uh, that's his Wu-Tang name. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Well, Kill Army was uh, a Wu-Tang group. So there you go. He's the Jizza of Killarney. And, uh, so then we get our Oh my opening, god, that's uh, a double Wu-Tang reference. Genius is the Jizza and Kill Army. Yeah, Kill Army and Kill Arnie. Yeah, so it works. Maybe, maybe someone, maybe old Rodman, Rodman Flinder, Flinder. <laughs> is a, a big fan of the clan. The Wu-Tang clan. <laughs> An early is. fan. Yes. Wait, what year is this? No, that would have been right on the money. Yeah, that could have been right when uh, Enter the 36 Chambers was yeah, coming. That... Yo. It's probably not a coincidence, QAnon. Oh, wake up, everyone. Follow the clues. The light is out there, and so is the truth. 
or as I call them, the cues. Whoa, how do those two words rhyme? Not a coincidence. So, then we have a uh, little opening credit sequence that shows portraits of all of the descendants of the, the slave, the O'Day family. They are all uh, hot blonde ladies. Uh, then we get to around the 1920s where we get one that's a flapper. And then we get some sort of lady in the 50s. And then we get... Some sort of lady in the 50s? That's how you describe her? That's how I describe her. How 50s then lady? We get, <laughs> then we get Bridget, who is... Whose family is hotter, Candyman's or the uh, O'Day clan? Oof. I'm going to have to go with Candyman's family. Yeah. Classier bunch. Uh, yeah. Uh... And it's also really funny that they're showing, like, these sort of uh, illustrations of all these hypothetical descendants, all done in nice, like, pen and ink renderings. And then we get to Bridget, who's just, like, wearing a jean jacket and has a ponytail. And you're like, oh, that's just a normal girl. (laughs) You're just going to be marrying a girl. Uh, So now it is today, 1990-something. And we've got our hero, Cody. And he's there Working in Los Angeles. And what's interesting is this is the first time that now we're going to see the Leprechaun film tradition of sending the Leprechaun to different locations and having the film be specific to that location. A little fish-out-of-water concept for you. Yes, this one could have been called Leprechaun Goes to Hollywood. Uh, And then I think the next one, he goes to Vegas, and then we get in the hood, and then we get in space. So they start figuring that, like, oh, maybe... Maybe if we give him that fish-out-of-water thing, we've got a little bit more of a movie there. Which is also one of the reasons why I think Leprechaun 2 works a little bit better than Leprechaun 1. Because Leprechaun goes to, what was it, Wyoming? <laughs> no, who North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, who, who cares? Why are there uh, hands with stars on the street? <laughs> why is there a man dressed up as Spider-Man? <laughs> Who's Casey Kasem? Uh... <laughs> So we see Cody, and he's pitching tourists to give them a haunted Hollywood tour in the back of a hearse. One of the tourists, noted character actor, Clint Howard. Always a delight to see old Clint Howard. The ice cream man, right? Uh, Yeah, you might remember him from The Ice Cream Man. Another incredibly bad horror film. (laughs) That's my frame Uh, of reference. uh, You might also remember him. I think he was in House of the Dead... Uh, he pops up in a bunch of places. He's, uh, Ron Howard's little brother. Uh, what? Bryce Dallas Howard's uncle. So Ron Howard is, like, the super way more handsome brother. Yes. Oh, he grew and, up as... And Ron Howard is not that handsome. Oh, oh, yes, he is when you look at them together. Yeah, compared to... But poor Clint, he's, uh, he's got a weird face. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. I mean, he does. And, uh, you know. But he's, he's, other than that, he seems like a great guy. He's like a character actor in the tradition of um, the inconceivable guy. Uh, Yeah, except Wallace Shawn is a much better actor. Oh, no. I mean, like, different league of actor. But I'm just saying. But, yeah, no, he's from that bygone era when Hollywood used to cast ugly people in random roles. Yeah, that's what I, that's exactly Yeah, they don't do that anymore. They don't? Is that gone? Uh, Not as much as they used to. Like, if you look at movies from the 70s. Like, you'd have tons of ugly people. They don't do that as much anymore. Oh, gotta get some token ugly people back in movies. Yeah, for sure. We should start a movement. Uh, I mean, I'm not handsome anymore. 
Uh, there, are, uh, there are a lot of people pushing for this. This is, uh, this is people are complaining. But about no this one thing. wants like, to be the head of the movement and be like, I'm, I'm king of the <laughs> ugly people. Clint Howard, it's up to you. <laughs> help your fellow character actors get some work. Help the next generation. Help make movies interesting looking again instead of having everyone being vaguely handsome like our hero Cody. Uh, so, uh, Cody suckers some rubes into going on his tour, but it turns out he's not uh, actually giving the tour. The tour is uh, being given by his foster father, Morty. Who is also who- Frank Gallagher. Uh, and he was also in the movie Vamp. Uh, oh. And he is drunk <laughs> uh, at a nearby bar. And Cody's really hoping that he can get Mortimer to go take care of this tour because he wants to go out to the go-kart races for a party with his girlfriend, Bridget. The promised bride of the leprechaun. Who is Now it's all coming together. Who is very pretty, by the way. Yeah. Very pretty young woman. Does not make a lot of interesting choices in the course of this film. But the two of them go and they find Morty getting drunk in a nearby bar. They try to sober him up, but it turns out he's just too drunk to drive and give a tour. So Cody's like, okay. But there is a point point where he says, I'm going to drive. And he's obviously drunk. And Cody's like, okay, good. Let's go do this. Yeah. Cody is for a moment saying, yeah, you know what? Have a good time. Thank you for driving around drunk with some tourists. Not wearing seatbelts in the back of this hearse. Yeah, he has to actually say, like, no, maybe I shouldn't do this. Cody's like, why not? He's like, because I could kill them. Yeah, and and he's right. And that's how you know Morty's not all bad. He's just pretty bad. But he's not, like, leprechaun bad. In a, in a rash uh, of anti-Semitism, he shows his true colors later. Oh, you, you think Morty was Jewish? I, 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 think, was I Jewish. think that the name Morty is... Yeah, Mortimer does sound like a Jewish Morty is and the char- he was called Morty. The actor is Sandy Barron. Yeah. That does sound fair enough. Uh, so, Cody decides that he'll give the tour because they can't afford to give these guys refunds. It's like 300 bucks. So, he brings along Bridget, and they go on his dog shit tour of Hollywood. Uh, and one tour takes him up to Houdini's house. And he says... That's Houdini's house. And then a bum jumps out in a jump scare. They really uh, demonize they, um, the homeless in the, in that era of movies. And oh, always. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, you will basically, you're allowed to treat homeless people like animals in a film. It's very unfortunate. And it's it, it, the, it's a bad look. Like, it really is off-putting. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a sympathetic portrayal of this man's plight. Uh, he crawls off to uh, a shady spot in Houdini's property and proceeds to uh, disappear. Get drunk, get it? That <laughs> <laughs> bump. Uh, instead, he gets wasted on whiskey, which because he's homeless. Yeah, and homeless people love getting drunk because being homeless is awful. Uh, <laughs> but the tree that he's lying near is actually, it has a plaque on it that says that it's a gift to Houdini from the people of Killarney, which seems pretty weird. Uh, But it turns out the leprechaun lives in that tree. He steals the whiskey, 
And also, a gold tooth out of the bum's mouth. While he's awake, you know, it's not like he yes. steals it. I mean, he rips it out of his face. No, he, yeah, he, he uses his magic to summon up some roots to tie him to the ground and walks over and rips the tooth right out of his head with his bare hands. Question. Which does seem to ignore the fact that gold teeth tend to just be something that you slip over a tooth and not like an actual physical tooth that you jam into your gums. Exactly. They miss that. And also, how did they get the tree from Ireland... Like, how do you do that with a tree that has a leprechaun's lair in it? Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. No. And that's a weird connection to Killarney, but go ahead. Yeah. And so also apparently, yeah, that's how you know that this is not the same leprechaun that was up in North Dakota terrorizing Jennifer Aniston. Because he's been in Houdini's tree this whole time. Oh my god. Uh, you're. This is not the same leprechaun. You're. This is not even a series, this movie. It's it, No, it's more like a... a an, a leprechaun-themed anthology than it, it is. is a straight-up franchise. It's like Southbound uh, or VHS. Yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, Cody and Bridget finally make it over to the go-kart races uh, and tell the uh, guys in the uh, tour, because they just drive there in the tour hearse, and say, hey, just hang out for a second. We're going to go take a bathroom break. Here at this go-kart place. And meanwhile, of course, the girlfriend's getting annoyed that he took her on the tour because they were supposed to be out already go-karting. So she's she's a little annoyed with uh, Cody at this point. Yeah, she's uh, she's giving him a bit of the cold shoulder. And that's when they run into Mr. Steal Your Girl, Ian. Uh, Ian works at the go-kart shop, uh, or track, and is like, oh, hey, Bridget, why don't you hang out with... You know, I can I can get you any go kart you want. <laughs> Number five's the fastest, uh, and she's like, "Okay." Would you rather? Uh, would you, if you were a girl, would you rather date a guy who says this? I can get you any go kart you want, or a guy who drives a hearse. Does he drive the hearse for a funeral home? No. Uh, then he drives yeah, it for uh, a tour, a murder tour. Murder tour's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, I'd go with murder. Tour. Yeah, of course. The guy who goes. But also, the other guy. I'm, I'm pretty different from Bridget. Uh, <laughs> we don't have too much in common. That's true. You're a good actor. Uh, so, uh, Cody. Oh yeah, Mister Steal Your Girl is hanging out with uh, Bridget, and so Cody has to go drive the tour back to uh, Hollywood to drop off his passengers. And uh, while he's on his way, he runs a red light and gets pulled over and taken to jail because he's driving with a learner's permit with several people in the back of his hearse not wearing seatbelts, and he especially doesn't have a commercial driver's license to be taking passengers. Uh, Mortimer goes to bail him out. Turns out Mortimer is not just his boss at the tour company, but also his legal guardian. Because his parents passed away three years ago. Yes, but, his parents are dead, and so now he is the legal child of a drunken tour operator. But we never hear anything about the parents. No, they're just dead. Hey, it happens. Sometimes parents die. <laughs> oh, God. I don't yeah. want my parents to die ever. No, no. I'm really glad I'm not in Cody's position on uh, in a lot of ways. Although Bridget's hot. Yeah, I mean, he's got that going for her, but boy, is she just dull as dishwasher. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't trade my parents for her, that's sure. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, Leprechaun is out trying to use divination powers that he apparently has Lube, by... Lubdon, you mean? Uh, Lubdon uh, is out there with uh, his shillelagh, trying to get <laughs> it to point to the direction of his uh, intended bride. <laughs> when he gets accosted by a talent scout, he rips the talent scout's finger off to claim his gold ring. Meanwhile, Cody is moping over his girlfriend. And nothing happens. Like, no one screams. No one notices. Like, if, if you're on the street in L.A. and you rip a Talon Scout's finger off and lick it like he did. And he said finger licking yeah. good. He's never been a cannibal before. No. He just, uh, but he's always been a weird little guy. So I'll give him that. And also, once again, different leprechauns. So who knows? Oh, that he—that's absolutely right. This leprechaun is much more into licking fingers. And these people in LA don't notice when a leprechaun, uh, an actual leprechaun. I mean, it's not like he looks like he's wearing a costume. No, especially with his face being so fucked up. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it is St. Patrick's Day, so that does give him some cover for being out and about looking like a leprechaun. Shivy, if that, if if Warwick Davis, in if I paid him. If, if I ever made a, a ton of money and paid him on your birthday to jump out of your closet at three in the morning in that full, without me having told you this. Yes. W would you think it was a leprechaun? Uh, you know what? I would probably just be too busy screaming to really <laughs> think about what it was. But you would think you um, wouldn't think it was a person, right? I mean, in that moment, I don't, I, I. Later on, it's tough to say, right? Yeah. Because in that moment, I wouldn't be th really thinking about anything. My fight or flight instinct would be engaged. And later on, I'd be like, that was some weird fucking little person jumping out of my closet. <laughs> I would not think it was a leprechaun. And you wouldn't know it was Warwick Davis, so it'd be weird. <laughs> no, yeah. It would just be like, why is a little person dressed like a leprechaun jumping out of my closet and menacing me? How did he get in there? <laughs> menacing me. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Cody is moping over his blown chances with Bridget. He imagines Bridget making out with Mr. Steel, your girl. Uh, then, uh, Mortimer and Cody decide to sit together in the kitchen and eat pizza about it. And the staging of this scene of the two of them just sitting at a table with a box of pizza is like the most acting class one-on-one yeah. staging I'd ever seen. Yeah. It was just like... The two of them in a medium shot, and Mortimer being like, "You want to listen, kid? You want a slice? Girls ain't nothing but heartbreak." No, here's how the conversation goes. First, he goes, um, "What's wrong?" And he goes, "I messed things up with Bridget." And Morty goes, "That's terrible. She's the best girl ever. How could you do that?" And then he goes, "I took her on. The, I went on the tour instead of going on the date." And he goes, "Of course, you go after the money. Forget about Bridget." What? Yeah, very inconsistently written character. Also, I thought it was really funny when uh, Cody was like, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat pizza. Uh, Mortimer just takes the pizza off the table and puts it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, because he, he couldn't get up and walk away from this table because they would have to set up the camera again or something. You, again, you want to just have this one long static shot of these two guys talking to each other. Can I give you my no favorite moment? Reason. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mor Morty bangs his hand. Um, no, he hurts his hand. His hand gets hurt. Mm. Uh, the leprechaun hurts his hand. How does he do that? 
Um, I forget, but it's really injured. Yeah. He's like, oh, my hand, ow. And then the leprechaun says something when he's locked in a safe. And, and Morty takes the same hand and bangs, starts banging on the safe and yelling at him. <laughs> a second later, he's got an yeah. injured hand. Poor guy. Poor script. So, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Ian is walking uh, Bridget home from the track. Presumably he also gave her a ride. But we don't see that. We just see them walking up to her house. That's what she and he's said. he's like, so your parents aren't home, right? <laughs> She's like, yep, have a good night. He's like, why don't, why don't I come in? He's like, no, I'm not going to let you in. Have a good night. What, and what about the chili dogs? What about dogs? those chili dogs? Yeah, he thinks he bought a handy with a couple of fucking chili dogs. That's fucking gross as shit. Have you ever had that thought? I've never had that thought. Like, I bought dinner. Yeah, um, uh, I think we both know what this is. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never treated a woman like that's that. That's incel fantastic. behavior. Yeah, that's truly betrays a bizarre lack of understanding of humanity. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, and it's it's definitely weird that there are actual real people out there who are like it's that. It's desperation and entitlement at the same time. Yeah, and just like a total. Lack of understanding that this other person is also a human. Yeah, it has. Yeah, they they have needs and emotions and feelings and thoughts. You know, it's it's just a and lack like, of lack of any any comprehension of others. Yeah, and that their behavior is not just like transactional. And when you're talking to other people, they aren't vending machines for pussy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ian is frustrated. J- and Japan hey. has vending machines for pussy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he should just give that a shot. Uh, and uh, Ian is frustrated because he thought he was definitely going to be at least getting to second. But then uh, he sees in a nearby parking garage, possibly the parking garage for the very same house. It's not clear. It is. For I some think reason. it is. They don't, it's not It must clear. be, but they don't shoot it right. Nope. Uh, the garage door is open, and there's Bridget. And, boy, she changed her tune. Now she's horny. And Ian's like, oh, Okay, I guess the chili dogs did the trick. Uh, so he walks over to the garage. She takes her shirt off, and he goes to motorboat her. But it turns out it's Leprechaun has cast an illusion on an upturned double lawnmower. And instead of shoving his face into her breasts, he shoves his face into the two spinning blades of the lawnmower. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was that, that was a good kill. Yeah, that to me was sort of the one of the highlights of the film for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gets his face mode. They didn't uh, show it though. No, no, they show it in silhouette. Uh, but yay, hey, you know, you can get away with that. Especially with you've got a limited effects budget. I, th- I think it worked. Uh, so, uh, Cody shows up at, uh, Bridget's house after realizing that Mortimer was just giving him terrible advice and he needs to go out there and stop, uh, fucking around. So he shows up with a bouquet of roses. Class move. He's doing that right. Where would you get roses at that time? Bodega. You really? Yeah, like a 24-hour place. They'll have a bunch out front. Where do they live? L.A. L.A.? Yeah, oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, everything's open. Yeah. Uh, boy, you can get Chinese food at 3 in the morning only in L.A., baby. Yeah, pink dots uh, still, right? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, so, they make up. She's like, of course you're still my boyfriend. I was just frustrated. 
so I let another dude put his arm around me and like have a whole date with me, and I flirted with him. And I, but I didn't give him a handy, even though he gave me chili dogs. He gave you chili dogs? <laughs> he, I, I, he gave me the old chili dogs. You owe him a handy. That's not right, Bridget. Yeah. <laughs> you owe him. Uh, now, they make up, but the leprechaun is now snuck in the house and to start using the uh, pollen from the bouquet of roses to make her sneeze. By the way, when they make up, she goes, I can't stay mad at you. Yeah. And yeah, that's a great and line. here when he walked in uh, was what you said. Now that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> yeah, she just incredibly flat. Uh, but he does make her sneeze three times. Uh, on the third time, uh, for some reason, uh, Cody does say "God bless you," but I guess it doesn't count. Maybe he didn't say it fast enough. Who knows? Oh, the, the leprechaun... phone. The phone cord choked him and stopped him from fully. He said, oh, "God he didn't bless." Get his... ye... And to me, it sounded like he got it. I thought so but too. That's in why any I case, didn't get it. Uh, yeah. So, but the leprechaun uh, uses magic powers to strangle him with a telephone cord. Uh, Bridget runs. Cody has a rack of pots and pans dumped on him by the leprechaun. And by the way, uh, they knock him unconscious. And when she comes back to him, she goes, are you okay? He goes, I'm fine. And he's standing there. <laughs> There's yeah, nothing happened. No big deal. Yeah. I was knocked unconscious by a hundred pounds. It wasn't thing. even anything. I'm, I'm tough. You don't get it. Yeah. And by uh, the way, you owe so, my buddy a hand job. It's not right. <laughs> uh, Leprechaun uh, gifts Bridget a golden slave collar as a wedding ring. Uh, but... In order to do that, he has to summon up his pot of gold, which she knocks over to distract him. And when she knocks it over, a gold coin rolls out, which Cody snags. And then they uh, both run away. After, Cody chucks a uh, fire poker at him, which is presumably made of wrought iron. Because when the leprechaun touches it, his hands burn. And this checks out with leprechaun lore. Leprechauns are part of the fey folk, and the fey folk have a weakness to wrought iron. And that that's interesting to me, because I was under the impression that you could only kill a leprechaun with a four-leaf clover, because that's what the first movie told me. No, th once again, this isn't even the same leprechaun. It's not even the same universe. It's, <laughs> uh, there are different leprechaun rules now. It's it's a different thing. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> Just don't worry? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Everything that you knew about leprechauns... Forget it. It's just Take a, that leprechaun book and throw it out the window. The only, it's just a coincidence that Warwick Davis is playing the same leprechaun. Yes, and just a coincidence that it's leprechaun 2. Okay. Oh, that they, so this could be just a movie called Leprechaun 2, and it, it has nothing to do with the first. Look at it like that. Yeah. yeah, it's just another movie about a leprechaun that it's the same actor as a leprechaun and the same makeup design as the previous leprechaun, and he's still evil. <laughs> but other than that, Completely different. Oh, and by the way, um, his uh, fetish for shoes, uh, what happened to that? Once again, you, you're getting confused. You're thinking of a different leprechaun. <laughs> no, but they reference it. In the first scene, he goes, oh, your shoes are dirty. And and he cleans O'Day's shoes. Oh, okay. But then well, never then, again. In that, case, that was a major well, yeah. plot point in the first movie. No, at this time, he just there's just one thing. He's just like, oh, hey, your shoes are dirty, buddy. I don't want my slave running around with dirty shoes. Yeah, my slave. God, that's such a bad plot. Yeah. Uh, so, Leprechaun captures Bridget 
and takes her to the tree on Houdini's property. He's an evil leprechaun, but the worst thing about him is that he was a slave owner. It's true. Somehow that is worse. <laughs> Until this scene, which I found to be genuinely grotesque. Is it something about rape? Because there's a lot of rape overtone. Yes, this scene is when it becomes very clear that the leprechaun is going to rape Bridget on their wedding night. After Ian's As, already tried to rape her. Yes, and he's also going to uh, impregnate her, and she is going to give birth to a litter of leprechauns, he says. He also says that there will be, uh, when he's talking about he's going to have to change her body in order to... Uh, get her to be able to care for these leprechauns and he says many changes many changes uh that was like yoda probably it was yeah he it was very grotesque many changes many changes many there will be (laughs) gold me (laughs) uh wait and it it, question when he when he when he says there will be many changes he cuts open her dress and exposes her uh, midsection, where a yeah. woman would carry a baby, and he spreads his gold over that part of her stomach. Is is he attempting to do a magic spell at that moment? I can't tell what his motivation for that was. My headcanon on that is that uh, he's uh, just a gold fetishist. Oh. And the gold made him horny. This guy loves gold. Uh, that's right. Shoes and gold. Well, this movie, just gold. Yes. Just gold this time. You're Once again, different leprechaun. Yeah. Uh, and he steals gold. He didn't steal any gold in the first movie. He just wanted his gold. Yeah, he, and it was all gold coins, whereas now he's got a bunch of miscellaneous gold objects. Yeah, he's like a Nazi with all the teeth. Yeah, and now he says, kiss me, I am Irish. Obviously, love to hear it. And then busts out his grotesque forked tongue and starts licking the side of her face covering her in drool meanwhile the police have found ian's dead body uh it has been hanging from the front door of bridget's house and they think that cody did it uh oh and but when the leprechaun dumped all that gold on bridget's stomach he noticed that he's missing a coin and he realizes that cody must have it that's why i thought it was a magic spell didn't work because he was expecting something to happen when he spread the gold over her womb could be. I think he was expecting the changes to happen then, and when they didn't, he he checked the gold and was like, I'm missing me gold shilling. Mm, yes, he did specifically refer to it as a shilling. It didn't look like uh, a shilling to me. No. Uh, so uh, Mortimer uh, distracts the cops and reunites with Ian. Bridget is, meanwhile, stuck in the tree and is picking up stones in a big canvas sack. Uh, you know, that'll go somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Not really, though, it turns out. Uh, Cody says uh, to Morty that a leprechaun did it and offers up the coin as proof. (laughs) That's good proof of a leprechaun. Yeah. And then Morty busts out his book of uh, supernatural stuff. And sure enough, this coin does look like a leprechaun's shilling. And we find out that leprechauns are tricksters and you can't trust them, and they got magic powers, and if you capture them, they have to grant you wishes, and blah, blah, blah. Wrought iron. Oh, and they have a weakness to wrought iron. Uh, so, but then the leprechaun shows up, and he says, give me my gold, and they say, give us Bridget, and he says, 
No. Uh, so it seems they're at an impasse. Uh, it sounds like they need to get some lawyers involved. That sounds like a best wish, though. This. Give me Bridget. Uh, yeah, but since they haven't captured the leprechaun, they oh, don't get it. Oh, that's the good. You got to capture him. I yeah. was wrong. Go ahead. So uh, they drop a bookcase on him <laughs> and then uh, run out the fire escape, closing behind uh, some iron security bars, trapping the leprechaun momentarily behind them. And they flee to a nearby bar where it they are celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Uh, here I wrote down the note, Morty so far is the only actor not embarrassing himself other than Warwick Davis. Uh, then we get our jump scare where uh, Cody is hiding in the bathroom and he thinks that the leprechaun has come in on him, but it's actually Tony Cox who's offering him a piece of guilt. Uh, <laughs> it's guilt. <laughs> it's delicious milk chocolate. Didn't he say that? Yeah. Yes, he did. And then he smiled um, really funny. Like, he was mocking yeah, the part. Yeah, he had, a like, a really psychotic-looking smile. Yeah, he no was doing it on reason. purpose because it's just such a weird movie and weird part that he was just hamming it up. I thought it was funny. Yeah, pro- probably. It definitely was funny. Uh, and then Cody's like, okay, and he goes to leave the bathroom, and then uh, Tony Cox walks over to the urinal, and you realize that the urinal is roughly at his chin, <laughs> which has got to be unfortunate. Uh, several more little people show up at the bar now, and it seems like they're all getting there together, probably after a long day of playing leprechauns at assorted shitty department stores around town. They're all like, hey, let's all go meet up after drink for a drink after work. We all got a payday today. That's my canon for how that happened. Uh, but it turns out the leprechaun's at the bar too. Uh, now Morty, he's got a plan. Because he knows that these leprechauns are prideful. So he challenges the leprechaun to a drinking contest. Uh, every but, every but the movie le- gets ripped off in the in the last like the the bathroom scene was from Candyman where he walks in and that whole that was from Candyman. This drinking scene is Raiders of the Lost Ark, isn't it? Uh, yeah, there, I mean there was also a drinking contest in Raiders of the Lost Ark. The twist here is that previously in the last scene we set up that. Uh, this bartender has a bottle of fake whiskey that he serves right, to drunks right, to right. fool them. Water. Uh, yeah, it's a mixture of water and cola. And so uh, Morty orders the bottle of fake whiskey to go in the drinking contest against the leprechaun. Uh, the leprechaun, all the little people are rooting on the leprechaun because they think like, yeah, this guy, he's repping for us. They're literally saying he's one of us. They're chanting one of They're us. They're chanting one of us. One of a reference to Todd Browning's freaks. Uh, Is it? Yes. Wow. Good one, Shivs. Sure. So, yeah, because at the conclusion of that film, there's little people and circus freaks, and they're all chanting, one of us, one of us. Oh, that's such a cool reference. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah, for that, that, that pops up a lot. Uh, you'll you'll see, anytime you see somebody, a bunch of freaks chanting, like I know well, that not they made that reference <laughs> in uh, uh, the season of American Horror Story. It, 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 it pops up a lot. I'm sure I'll see it's it a, all the time now that I'm looking for it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Bridget is continuing to collect smooth rocks. Uh, we now realize why. It's not because she wants to beat the leprechaun with a sack of rocks. It's because it's a metaphor for her character. It's because she wants to pull the old Hansel and Gretel so she can find her way out of the labyrinthine, phantasmagoric interior of this magical tree. But, first of all, she starts laying a trail of rocks, but she's putting them all, like, one foot apart from each <laughs> yeah, other. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
that you need this many rocks to follow your trail. But also, it turns out that they all disappear pretty much soon after she drops them. Then They're six uh, inches apart. She used half her bag getting to the doorway. Yeah. Yeah, really, really poor execution on that plan. But at least we uh, used three different cutscenes to her to get to it. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that was a large build-up to that nothing. Uh, but she does find in the floor some sort of mysterious box that she's very excited about. <laughs> Meanwhile, Leprechaun is getting drunk. Too drunk to use his magic. So he hits Morty in the face with a bottle and runs away. <laughs> Wait, there was no payoff for that entire scene. That he gets so drunk and it's like, oh my god, he, they Morty did it. Like he can't use his magic. Now what are they gonna do? They got him, and he just smashes Morty in the head with a bottle and runs away. And the kid looks outside. He goes, he's gone. Yeah, and Morty's like, oh well, I tried. Kid. I tried, kid. Sorry, I, I'm out of plans. Uh, I think your girlfriend's probably dead. <laughs> at least being assaulted uh but then they they think about like hey wrought iron i know where there's some wrought iron and also they remember that they saw the bum at the police officer at the the police headquarters back when uh cody was getting sprung i believe he's unsheltered yes i mean let's face it in this film he's a bum. yes he is a bum but he, he was credited not as unsheltered i'll tell you that yeah uh, so he, uh, but the bum said that he was attacked by a leprechaun. And they're like, wait, maybe he actually was attacked by a leprechaun up by the old Houdini house. Uh, so we just need some wrought iron. I know where there's some wrought iron. Previously, at the go-kart track, we saw they had a wrought iron safe. Oh, yeah. For some reason. <laughs> a go-kart track needs that. You can't just have a wall safe or a lockbox or make a nightly deposit. Uh, so... Uh, Cody's like, wait a second. <laughs> and he grabs in the bar two Slim Jims. It looks like a safe He's... you would see in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, it definitely it, uh, is the kind of safe that we have, like, in the back of the post office. It's <laughs> like, that safe costs, like, at least a grand. Really? Uh, that'd be my guess. Wow. Uh, or at the very least, it's going to be, well, it's pretty old, but it's going to be in the one? price range of, like, a, I don't know, if you look up, like, a gun safe... Probably one of those. I'm going to say probably like 600 bucks. Wow. Ahead, I guess. Um, so, Bridget has, uh, meanwhile, dug up the box that she found buried underground. She breaks the lock. It's filled with bottles of Guinness and cobbler's tools. So I guess the shoe thing is paying off. She steals from the cobbler's tools a golden awl or leather punch. Basically, an ice pick. Is it, raw, Meanwhile, is it wrought iron? No. Uh-oh. So it is not going to be effective. Leprechaun is drinking off his drunk with some espresso. <laughs> with the, at the espresso shop operated by Michael McDonald. Wait a second. Just listen to the transition you just made in this movie. <laughs> Meanwhile, Leprechaun is drinking espresso. He's in an espresso <laughs> shop in the middle of L.A. Yeah. That's just what he's doing. Yeah, that's how you know it's in L.A. They made it site-specific. And boy, is he a fish out of water. Uh, and it's operated by Michael McDonald, who you might remember from Mad TV. Stewart. Or The Heat. Or I think he was in a couple of Austin Powerses. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and he's teasing the leprechaun. 
big mistake. So Leprechaun kills him with the steam wand on the espresso machine, melts his face. I love how he mocks the script as he does an excellent performance at the same time. Le- he definitely is a breath of fresh air. He's very animated. And that's and that's between him and Morty, the reason why they're the most successful performances in the film, along with Warwick Davis, is because they're the most animated. Yes. They're trying to sell this. They're trying to imbue it with something. And they're also We're, the three most talented actors in the movie as yeah. well. Yes. But I'm just but also like the other guys are just also wrong in their approach. Yeah, that's you true. can't do this film naturalistically. Right. This isn't a this isn't, you know, rebel without a cause. <laughs> <laughs> to you it's not. No. And I'm gonna if if listener you think that Leprechaun Two should have been more like Rebel Without a Cause, we invite you on the show to discuss. <laughs> Please rebut. Yeah. Uh, Cody and Morty have broken into the go kart place, sneaking past the guard dog with the help of the Slim Jims. Turns out Andretti the guard dog did pay off. We were introduced to the guard dog previously as well. Uh, Someone is a huge mm-hmm. fan of Mario Andretti to sneak that in. Yeah, I mean, hey, go-kart, that's not a bad reference. I get it. It works. Oh, it's fine. I wasn't that, making five. That was, was one, no, fan. that was one of the... That was finally something specific in this script that is so vague and boring. Yeah, something to latch on to. Uh, yes, give me, give me any kind of detail to flush this out a little bit better. So, uh... Morty goes back to the hearse for some reason where he gets caught by a security guard. Uh, security guard cuffs Morty to the hearse, uh, but then something happens to the security guard. I can't remember what. Well, meanwhile, what's his name? Uh, Cody is inside. He goes to look for Cody inside the thing. Uh, yeah, he goes to try and track down Cody inside and then he lets uh he lets uh morty out of the cuffs uh who lets morty out of the cuffs doesn't the security, the security guard? guard uh maybe he does he gets out of the cuffs somehow i think the security guard does because he goes don't try anything i have 50 hours of military training and then morty gets out and he punches him in the face and knocks him out and he goes should have been 65 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh yes that is what happens so, uh, I, I like how I said, I think like when I was pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> no, no. I remember, I remember him saying should have been 65. Uh, great line. <laughs> yeah. So their leprechaun shows up. He wants the coin. They want Bridget. Once again, they're at an impasse. Uh, leprechaun chases Morty outside, then runs back in towards the office where there's a big doggy door for Andretti. He leaps through the giant doggy door, but on the other side is the wrought iron safe, which Cody slams shut on him. He is trapped inside the safe. They've won. They've caught, They've a caught leprechaun. the leprechaun. Yeah. End of film. Lubdon is is locked up. So, uh, uh, oh my God! Do you think that's why they named him? Because it's not the same leprechaun. Uh who knows. This is Lubdon. That wasn't in the first one. I doubt it was named Lubdon. No, that was probably Wingleshanks in the first one. Wingleshanks, right. So, Morty says, hey, we need to get this safe with the leprechaun in it into the hearse so we can drive it to the tree. And Cody's like, yeah, you're probably right. We probably should do that. I saw some two-by-fours in the other room. 
I'll go get them so we can use them to lift this. What I'm going to assume is an 800-pound safe <laughs> into the back of our hearse. Uh, but instead, uh, Morty locks Cody in the supply room and says, Listen, Leprechaun, I've captured you. You're going to grant me three wishes. And the Leprechaun's like, Okay, great. I love granting wishes. This is the anti-Semitic part. This, and Morty's like, I want your gold. Not just any gold. I want your gold. Which is really funny that he, like, hates the leprechaun so much. Yeah, like, where is all uh, that resentment from? I mean, the leprechaun is a pretty big ass. It's not his girlfriend he stole. Uh, so, uh, the leprechaun's like, sure, your wish is granted. And puts the gold inside Morty's torso. Which makes no Which, like, sense. It's not even. Yeah, it's not like ironic. Or it's anything. not like the Wishmaster, where it's you know, with like I, I want your gold in me. You know, like he didn't say. Yeah, that. like there's no play on words. There's no clever twist. It's just you want my gold. Guess what? It's in your abdomen. Yeah, like in the in the uh, Wishmaster, there's a guy in jail. He's like, I want to walk through these bars and be free. And he lets him walk through the bars and he gets his body like separated. You know, like he squeezes yeah. through the bars and dies. You know, like that's. That's a good kill. This just makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't work. He's just a liar, uh, the little leprechaun. Yeah, he's just like, oh, well, you should have specified that you wanted it on the floor instead of inside yeah. your guts. Most people want it inside their stomach. So then uh, Morty says, oh, I wish you would get this gold out of me. And Is that leprechaun's like, wish? I can do that. <laughs> uh, I can grant you that wish, but first you have to get me out of this safe. Which doesn't make sense. Nope. Uh, but uh, Morty's like, okay, I wish you were out of the safe. And so he lets him out of the safe. And now he says, I wish you would get this gold out of me. And should have been more specific in his wording. Because the leprechaun cuts open his torso with his fingers and rips all the gold out of him. Now, why didn't he just say on his second wish, I wish to reverse my first wish? Yeah, I don't think he was thinking straight because he did have his abdomen exploding from a bunch of gold in it or the not exploding expanding he was being fucked up by having a torso full of gold all right but looking back that would have been the better wish no definitely there are a lot of better ways he could have handled this situation could have saved these these wishes for after they had gotten bridget out of the tree maybe no wish rush. one could have been i wish bridget was standing here instead of locked in your tree and then it movie yep. would have been over yeah and then wish two now i want your gold Wish three, I wish you were dead. How about wish two, no wish two or three? You just you just push it in the ocean. Well, I mean, look, Morty wants his gold. He's like, I had a hard luck life this whole time, this whole movie. He said, hey, forget about the girl, get the money. It would be not in keeping with his character for him to say, oh, I wish that girl was safe. That Shylock character of his. Yes, the way, you, you, you know what those people are Yeah, like. yeah, I did those globalists. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, he should have just called one of his friends the five bankers. <laughs> the five they live on the dark side of the moon yeah yeah i mean obviously he could have just gone to his local rebbe and said talk <laughs> to the five rebbe. bankers for me uh, and king, but, king soros of course go ahead so instead instead of doing that he's now dead uh and the leprechaun is out uh cody makes a break for it and now we finally get to see the leprechaun in a vehicle oh yes after the what, seven modes of transportation he had in the first film, we finally get a fresh mode of transportation for the Leprechaun. 
It is a go-kart covered in spikes. I like how they didn't give up on seeing him in, in little cars. No, I'm glad they returned to that theme. Uh, he tries to run over Cody, but because Cody still has the gold shilling, he is immune to the leprechaun's magic. Which, uh, unlike the first movie where he was going to rip the gold right out of the guy's stomach, the, the slow adult. Yes. Uh, so once again, different leprechaun, different film, different rules, possibly an entirely different universe. Um, so, uh, Cody, uh, is able to escape. Uh, he grabs a wrought iron bar, like a piece of K bar or something. says, have you had your iron today? (laughs) Which is the least gangbusters line I've ever heard. Get off my plane. (laughs) So, uh, meanwhile, Leprechaun is back at his tree. He's frustrated, clearly. But Bridget attempts to seduce him. She has put on the dress that uh, uh, the leprechaun Lubdon gave to her. Uh, And she tries to stab him with the awl, but it doesn't work because it's not wrought iron. It's made of gold. This guy loves gold. Why is is that not with his gold? Uh, I guess because it's with his cobbler's tools, his other interests. His fetish is for gold. He would have taken that long ago and just gotten a different awl. It's... It's true. It's true. But if he's going to be using a tool to for his other hobby, cobbling, he would want that tool to be made of gold. He would probably just keep it with his gold. I don't know. It's all very inconsistent. <laughs> uh, Cody enters the tree to a weird sound of contemporary rock music <laughs> on the soundtrack. Uh, he's wandering around the tree trying to find Cody, or trying to find the uh, leprechaun when he gets attacked by a skeleton. Doesn't he say uh, this is so cliche? I th- probably. Uh, Bridget is. They tried uh, to do meta in- a couple times. Yeah, and it, obviously the Leprechaun franchise ends up leaning on that later on, uh, but they they still haven't worked it out yet. They don't have all the tricks. Now. No. Uh, Bridget is uh, trapped somehow. She's probably tied up some way. I don't know. Because I wrote down, Bridget tries to free herself. <laughs> uh, the, the leprechaun just watches like a perv. Uh, he likes that too? I, he likes like, like the tying up girls? Oh, I think so. I mean, that he tied her up previously. Uh, do you, I think, do you think that's hot? Like a girl tied up? Uh, yeah. See, I, I don't get that. And I don't, I don't think it's weird that you like it. I just don't get like... I just don't... I, 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 it just doesn't call to me. Eh, different strokes for different. Yeah, folks. no, that's absolutely what it is. It's just I wish I wish I could get into it. Well, hey, get into what you're into. You didn't need to get into. I mean, unless Nicole's bugging you to tie her up, I wouldn't swear. She's not bugging me. No. <laughs> so yeah, you know what? You can live Tiny your best life without up. ever worrying. Oh, hey. I want to yell at you. Well, then you could also get a ball. Don't gag. criticize me. So, Take the ball this, gag out. I want to tell you, I don't want to feel criticized. I perceive it as criticism. At this point, I fell asleep. When I woke up, uh, the leprechaun was dead. <laughs> and uh, Cody and Bridget were living happily ever after. Yeah, I started playing um, Empires and Puzzles on my phone at the at, right when he started going down the stairs and got grabbed by the skeleton. Mm-hmm. And I missed the um, the climactic scene. Okay, so we both missed how they defeated the Leprechaun, but rest assured, the Leprechaun was defeated. But he will be back for Leprechaun 3, 
in Vegas. We don't know if he'll be back. The, the first Leprechaun might, oh, didn't come back. It's true. A Leprechaun will be in Vegas for Leprechaun We've 3. lost Wingleshanks and Lubdon so far. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen to old uh, Blimpy uh, from Leprechaun 3. Tiddly Farkle. Yeah. Will will he need to get his gold back? Presumably. <laughs> will he commit more uh, wanton crimes to take people's gold? Will he will he go back to shining shoes? That would be something. Will he? T- and honestly, uh, Vegas seems to me like a great setting for a leprechaun film. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a very a town known for its greed. Uh, so tie up I some think, hookers. Uh, he loves to tie up women. He loves. Well, he also loves sexual assault, which is no good. Yeah, boo to that. Thumbs down, Hopefully that's not the plot, because that assault. was the whole plot of this was, I, you're my slave, and I'm going to take your daughter as my wife. And he's like, no. He's like, then I'm going to sexually assault your ancestor. And that was the whole plot of him, was him trying to do that for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, presumably they will not be trying to find the leprechaun a bride. I feel like his pot of gold was a much better MacGuffin yeah. for uh, the leprechaun. Uh, so, uh, you got final Define MacGuffin. MacGuffin is just sort of an arbitrary object that is uh, a focal point to the plot and is used to move the plot forward. Like, like uh, the, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Like, like uh, the sled in uh, Orson Welles. The sled Wells. in Citizen Kane. What's that? Rose Red? Rose... Rosebud. Rosebud. Rose Red is a Stephen King movie. My fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that that's what a MacGuffin A MacGuffin. Is. So, Pulp Fiction suitcase. I got it. Yeah. Uh, so, you have any final thoughts on Leprechaun 2? I think, first of all, it's important to ask questions because you said MacGuffin and I said yes, like I understood it, and then I realized I didn't know what it meant, even though I heard no, it. No, good job. Yeah, and, and yeah. you guys in the audience should always ask because there's lots of stuff we don't know. Um, and good job playing audience surrogate. Well, no, I'm sure they knew. <laughs> it's probably just me. Um, final thoughts on Leprechaun 2. Um, more fun than Leprechaun mm-hmm. 1. And that's why I gave it a higher rating. Yes. Ultimately. Worse movie than Leprechaun 1. Fair Stronger enough. female lead in Leprechaun 1. Yeah. Warwick Davis, great in both. Yep. Uh, and we got more Warwick Davis here, and he was... We got a better look that's at That's true. We I got like. more of his personality. Uh, yeah. Supporting cast, better in number one. Okay, I feel like Morty was better than anyone in He one. was, but in general... But the rest of it, yeah. Yeah, I think if you add it all up, I think... But Morty may be okay. better than the sum of the parts. Um, and Michael McDonald, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but, but we'll the core cast, split decision. but the core cast, you know, like you know, I like. I mean, definitely, Jennifer Aniston was better. Well, than it was developed. We knew there was the slow guy. We knew there was the mean little kid. We knew there was the handsome guy. You know, in this. Yeah, movie, it was a stronger ensemble of. That's that's what I'm getting at. Uh, this movie had more gore. We had a more violent leprechaun. We're getting. I think that's what we'll see. Uh, more of a a, a slasher type leprechaun throughout the series uh, i think we'll continue to see uh hilarious modes of transportation i think god i hope we'll so. hear some hilarious rhyming one-liners that will never be funny 
Um, yeah, yeah, and it's weird that sometimes he speaks in rhymes and sometimes he doesn't. It, well, sometimes and he's with not in no the mood. clear reason. I mean, w- listen, yeah. rappers sometimes rap and sometimes they say hello. I'm Jay Z. It's it's true. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that's just his personality. Sometimes he feels like a nut. Sometimes he. That's doesn't. right. Sometimes he feels like raping your ancestor a thousand years from now. Sometimes he doesn't. I think that's the. I'm worst. just going to correct you there. Not ancestor descendant. Descendant. I'm sorry. And by the way. Um, that is technically the worst plot of a movie. I'm going to rape your ancestor a thousand years from now. That is the second worst plot of a movie I've ever heard other than My Father the Hero. Uh, remind me, My Father the Hero. That is where Catherine Heigl is 15 years old and goes on vacation with her father, Gerard Depardieu, who's uh, 50. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. likes a 16 or 17-year-old boy and decides to, to get him to like her. She'll say... That's not my dad. That's my older French lover. Oh. And it gets around. So everyone thinks Gerard Depardieu is a pedophile who's taken the girl he's molesting to a resort. And and then he gets on stage for the talent show. And the comedic climax is he starts playing a song. And he goes, thank heaven for little girls. And they all go, boo! <laughs> boo, because he's a pedophile, they think. Okay, well, I mean, at least they're booing him. I'll give him that. Yeah, but that's the plot of the movie, that he's a pedophile, and he's not. Oh, and it looks like we're getting the (laughs) red light from Dr. Weir. Ethan! (laughs) We're having some problems here! You guys have been talking about this movie for too long! (laughs) Who's the other person that, that does the red light now? Um, let's see, we've had... It's not Reggie, it's not, uh... Uh, oh, it, it's one of the Tarazi brothers. Who? The Tarazi brothers. Who are they? From Killer Clowns. I don't even know who the they are. The guys that had the ice cream shop. The guys that had Oh, the yeah. Shop. How'd they talk? Uh, are there going to be girls there? <laughs> I don't want to be them. I, I, I want to talk to who that was. Who was that? Uh, that's Dr. Oh, Dr. Weir. Weir. Um, how was your work on the Event Horizon? We've had some problems here. Yeah. For instance, my dead wife. Where did the ship go? Where it went, you won't need eyes. Yes, I notice you don't have any. No, I cut them out because that's where I'm going. Dr. Weir. And that's where you need to go because this episode has been too long. Dr. Weir, um, before our next um, review, do you have any movies we should watch? And you should... Uh, any movie where you won't need eyes. Thank you. Probably some sort of radio show. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and until next time, don't, don't get, get spooked. spooked.